And we're back uh, the holiday week. And uh, what a what a fun week it's been. Um, had some great conversations with my brother, Jeremy, Maddie's brother, Aaron. I hope everyone has had a chance to listen. If you don't, while you're traveling, while you're uh, getting to grandmother's house, um, <laughs> put on put on one night in Pinehurst and um, and enjoy. Uh, so anyway, Alex, welcome back. Tough week for you yeah i'm i'm shocked you guys have me back no he doesn't run from the (laughs) from the adversity right he's coming back and he's going to give it another shot hey we all make mistakes i've never personally made one but i'm sure people do (laughs) you know and i'm not even gonna eat this one i still stand by my guy miles sanders and that pick but he just really crapped the bag hey trust the process all the process pointed to him being a great play and then hurts just kept vulturing those tds so i mean when you get a quarterback like that you're gonna take risks there yep yep it's true. That's Are okay. Are we talking about the year-long fantasy? No, um, I'm not prepared yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Another week and a half for that one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that satisfies uh, taking ownership of our mistake, which shows great growth, by the way. Uh, congrats <laughs> to you, AB, and everybody here. Um, that's just we lead from the front here on this podcast, oh. and that's what we do. As long as you – you know, we heard from John Barrows. As long as you learn from your mistakes – so, um, I we have a lot of passionate Johns in the fan base. Yeah, I I have not learned from my mistakes this year, so um, we're not going to dive too deep into Sunday. <laughs> but I did figure out a way for the Sunday beat the Millie Boys lineup, um, and yeah. we'll send out the uh, the link to to join that contest um, to squeeze at least six Broncos and they if FanDuel. Yeah. Me yeah, as many Where as they'll let you. Gibby's team yeah. is going to be all Broncos or what, whatever yeah. the max roster size is. Yeah, and it's it's most likely going to end poorly for him. So yeah, yeah. learning from mistakes. <laughs> maybe that's not your jam. We do that in 2023. That'll be your resolution. It's it's up there. Okay. Um, so let's get to the lineup build, Alex. Um, you're coming in strong this week, and I think you've got a good one. We, we yeah. Man, I feel as much pressure as is currently going on in my head right now with this week. I'm going to start crapping out diamonds here. But uh-huh. uh, making yeah. up for Miles Sanders, apologies, everyone. You know, still standing by. The, the thought process was there. Uh, this week, I, again, looking at juicy matchups, right? We want to find some value. Uh, I think it's got to be DJ Moore. We've got Carolina going up against a very loose Detroit defense. Lets up a lot of points. Um there's not much offense on this team, obviously, outside of DJM. And he's chalked up to be about under 8% owned in the in the DraftKings universe or Vandal universe. So I really think that he's a guy that if he can hit his 20 to 25 points, you've got a real shot this week. Yeah, I love it. It's a great pick. Um, he's been playing, I mean, when you're attached to Sam Darnold, there's really only so much you can do, right? That's not yeah. a lot of that's not on him, but he's the only weapon they've got now. Um, they're getting him the ball, which is which is nice to see. Also, not for nothing, but Detroit is hemorrhages yards to slot receivers mm-hmm. because they we talked about it earlier. They yeah. their their defensive scheme is such that it leaves them playing zone because of the amount of guys that they're rushing. So they're rushing six. And then they're dropping some guys into coverage. And so when you do that, it forces you to play zone and he eats up zone man is where you're going to have a better shot. So he's still not expensive. Great pick. I love it. You are going to be redeemed. I hear four announced that you will be redeemed. I feel it. I'm very confident in this one. Yeah. Love it. Full stamp. So we went, we went heavy in terms of our um, budget on running backs 
Maddie, you were like, I don't think we can ignore Derrick Henry. We've ignored Derrick Henry all season long, but yeah. Any anything that stands out this matchup specifically? I know it sounds like Willis is going to be starting quarterback. Yeah, I, so this is to anybody who's been following this, it's kind of like one of the hilarious subplots of DFS. Derrick Henry's numbers over the past like three or four years against Houston, he, he I think he's averaging quite literally 200 yards a game. He's averaging somewhere around like 25 to 30 fantasy points. He just, I don't know what it is. Like maybe they said they would draft him and they didn't. And he's upset because he cost them some money. (laughs) I I don't know. But like, even when they played on October 30th week, whatever that was 32 carries, 219 yards, two touchdowns, 35 fantasy points. And it's every time they play. It's also going to be location of game doesn't mean anything here. Location means nothing. It's literally every game. If you go look at the splits. So, but he's going to be chalky, but also to my point earlier, I've made, you know, he's 9,800 is the most expensive on the slate. So if you do go that route, you are automatically going to be diversified elsewhere because you're, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. So I don't know, maybe there's like a arbitrage arbitrage play there, but I just feel like if we don't pick him, we all know how this ends, right? Right, he'll do nothing. He's it's going to be a terrible, terrible pick, and I'll just yeah. say that now. But we can't we can't ignore all the data that we have on this one. So, getting back to Malik Willis, I was driving um, today and listening to Weei, but, and and the midday show knows absolutely nothing about any sport. Other, I, I mean, even <laughs> New England sports, nothing. But, nothing. <laughs> so this is a shot to you. Merry Christmas, WEI. Uh-huh. You deserve <laughs> it. Former employer of mine. No big but deal. let alone, I know. Sorry, Matty. <laughs> oh no, I'm okay. I've clearly moved on. <laughs> but they were talking about like Malik Willis. What's he going to do? Hand the ball off? I was like, well, what did the Titans do the entire game in the AFC divisional round against the Patriots. Like I think Tannehill had like 10 pass attempts and it was, yeah, it was under 15. Yeah. And and so I'm like, what more do you want him to do? So anyway, I just a a diversion there. I I like to get frustrated with WEI uh, in the middle of the day. That's what they, they, that's really gear up my (laughs) second half of the day. The whole purpose of sports radio is to frustrate you. And I know this to be true because I I I lived it. Yeah, um, it's working. We're lonely for walking away. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, we're we're doubling up on on some pricey running backs. Uh, yep. Saquon Barkley is our our next guy. Minnesota has proven that they can give up thirty points and be completely fine with it, uh-huh. um, and and they play situational football um, really well. Like it, it seems like they're well coached in that area. Um, which makes sense uh, with, with um, what's his name, Kevin O'Connell. But so Saquon is, you know, one of three guys that is going to touch the ball on the Giants. Um, And Minnesota's had a penchant to give up yards. He's reasonably priced, I think, at 8,500. I don't know, anything that that you guys want to add? No, I mean, that's, it's the top three running backs are, very likely to smash this week. It seems like a running back week with Henry CMC basically being the entire offense with Debo being out and Barkley, everything runs through Barkley ultimately, right? Like he can pop for 10, 10 targets. He can also break long. Like he's, you're going to make that bet on him. So why not? Right? Like, let's just load up there. I think we're able to do this and we'll get into this because we ended up with some receivers at some decent prices that we like too. So, and we saved a little bit on quarterback. 
Um, so it's a chalky week at running back. Why not? What's the playoff situation looking like for New York right now? Are they clinched or are they? I mean, I know they're headed there. Not clinched. No, you know the top. Yeah. So, and the only reason I ask is because it's going to obviously affect offensive play, right? So, if they yeah. still need to win out, they're going to be playing harder. Yeah, because their their division, they can't win their division. Um, as of right now, I believe they're tied for either their fifth or sixth. So they have to keep winning. Um, they do have that tie in their favor, but they're not safe by any means. Like they absolutely need to win out for sure. Um, quarterback, we're going back to the well. Uh huh. With Gino. Yep. Yeah, the Gino man. I don't know that there's much to say other than they're playing Kansas City, who gives up points, who's going to score points, and yep. they give points to Davis Mills, even I mean Jeff Driscoll, if you wanted to get creative, unbelievable, <laughs> was was able to score a little bit. So I don't think there's a whole lot to say. They're probably going to be playing from behind. Seattle's defense, um, you know, has issues in the secondary uh, yep. to a degree, but Woolen, I don't know if he made the Pro Bowl. They just announced it. Uh, last night, I believe. I don't. I don't know if he did. Really Who thing. cares? It's the Pro Bowl is not real anyway. Oh. We're looking for the All Pro vote. No, no, Gibby. You, I bet you only like the Pro Bowl when you see your, some of your guys in there. But nobody cares about the Pro Bowl. It's the All Pro vote. That was <laughs> what will tell you what the players think of the players. The Pro Bowl vote is just a bunch of Karens stuffing <laughs> ballot boxes for guys who have cool names. That's a disaster. That's why they're basically canceling that game. It doesn't even exist anymore. Isn't it just a skills competition it's now? Skills, which is great. Great, perfect. Like, Goodell finally did something 80s, right. They had those like um, those contests where they had athletes and actors do like the you know track and field events. Like it was yep. the 100 yard dash, like uh, rock and jock softball. Yeah, it, kind of. Like I, I'm in for it. Give me two hours of that. I'm fine yeah. with it. Um, all right, so let's let's get to some of the wide receivers. Uh, we've got. Uh, Two DJs, we already mentioned DJ Moore, Alex's lock of the week, but another DJ and a DK. Um, mm-hmm. Thoughts there? I mean, we had to scrape bottom of the barrel going heavy on running back, but we didn't really with Metcalf. No, I mean, 8,000. Yeah, not oh, a bad Shark. price. Go, no, go ahead, AB. I was going to say, the only thing about Shark, you know, we've ridden him before, a, a former pick. He had a drop-off last week, um, mm-hmm. you know, basically doing nothing. Uh, yeah, look at that. Two targets, uh, one catch. But the week before, seven targets. So I only see upside there. He's only going to keep. He's only going to have an increase in targets. So I'm really seeing his potential range like a ten to fifteen, realistically, in this game. Yeah, and for fifty seven hundred, that's a good fill in there. Yeah, I agree. And it, it just it's kind of seen. It's one of those things too, where it feels like too obvious, but I like it. It's the right move, and it's it's that guys who can get us splash plays. We always talk about that. Like we need that. We need well, those. So, deep, we need those deep ones. So I think we were pretty close on a few other wide receivers that we didn't name last week. Um, there's the guy from New Orleans who, whose name is escaping me. Rashid. Rashid. Yep. yep. Um, and then some other guys that, if you're looking at cheap plays this week, um, I liked uh, Drake London. Alex was a big fan of Noah Brown. Was was probably my like stick a flag here. He's getting as many um, red zone targets as CD Lamb is, and he's kind of taken over that Gallup role. We talked a little bit, though. They're playing Philly's defense, who's really tough, and plays a ton of zones. So you're not going to see, like, Philly's strength is 
Darius Slay and James Bradbury are playing fantastic on at the corners. So it's not necessarily they're going to take away, um, you know, the CD Lamb and Michael Gallup on the outside, and then it's just going to be Noah Brown. So they're yeah. they're going to mix and match a little bit. But so yeah. Noah Brown and then KJ Osborne. It feels like chasing um, what happened last week, but when Minnesota needed a spark and they're, they still have something to play for, um, mm-hmm. even though they've locked up playoff spot, uh, I think it's important to think about him too, um, because his target share is, is going up and it's not just, you know, 15 was an aberration, I think last week, but um it, it's going to stay consistently high. Um, I don't think he's going to take over for Thielen, but I think there's there's enough offense to go around there. So just yep. a few other names to think about. And then DK um, Metcalf, I think we're stacking with, with Gino. Um, same idea, right? Like probably playing from behind against the Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, that one's just follow the, follow the volume play there. Um and Lockett's not playing. Um, there's a report that Fant might not be able to play. Not that he's a massive part of the game, but it just consolidates the targets a little bit further. Um, if you want to go nuts, you could go down at receiver in addition to DK and play Marquise Goodwin if you think that that game script is what we're guessing it'll be. Um, that could potentially free up you, the Royal U, to play both CMC and Henry, which... I mean, there's a world there's a world where you get 60 points right out of those two guys. Yeah. Like Debo didn't play last week. And I went to go look at this because I thought Ayuk might be a good value at 6,800. Debo didn't even play and he still only saw four targets. So they're just not going to throw the ball. Like they're just Purdy's just dumping it off, handing it off. They're controlling the clock. They're like the Broncos, but with an offense of some semblance, right? So it's yeah. So it's kind of like take take the defense of the Broncos and make it even a little bit better. And then take the oh, offense of the Broncos and make it much better. And you've got like a proper team. So, so I, either way, I don't think it's worth getting too cute there. <laughs> Merry Christmas, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you had some things to say about our tight end, Daniel Bellinger. Just that his neck seems to be about as big as both of my thighs put together in this picture <laughs> on FanDuel here. That's reason enough to pick him, right? I think so. He's like a little bowling ball. You got to put him in there, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I think I think we're we're thinking, you know, looking at game scores, right? We talked about this back in week one, and Minnesota um, generally trends very high in terms of total game score and. The Giants are going to have to keep up. Their defense is pretty good, um, so I think they're they're going to you know lop a little bit off the top. But there are two guys, maybe three, maybe Slayton is the third guy that they'll throw the ball to. But um, yeah. it really seems like it's going to run through Barkley, and maybe Bellinger falls into the end zone with that big neck, <laughs> <laughs> scoring based off of his neck. Yeah, I mean, like there's points coming out of that game. I think, and and also too. This is a week where you got to pay attention to the weather and that game's inside. Yep. So I I I would say it's very unlikely we see any massive scoring games outside this Saturday. It's the weather's going to be brutal all over the East Coast. Like unless yeah. it's out west, like any of those games have to be looked at with a little extra scrutiny. So if you're ever going to break a tie with games that are indoors, this is the week to do it because it's I think I saw something there's eight or nine games that are going to have a feel like temperature under 10 degrees on Saturday. Yeah. 
Yeah. So So we might a bunch of nine to three games on uh Saturday. So a lot of this is going to be avoiding those turds because they're going to ruin some lineups. So it might be a stack domes. Like we might need to look at that. We may need to go back and take a look. Okay. So there could be an edit to come. Yeah. Um, We reserve that, right? Yeah. We've earned it at at this point. Of course. Um, Defense. We've always talked about going to the bottom of the barrel, finding the cheapest one. This is the only one we could afford. Um, We had Saquon and Henry in the same lineup. Um, And, you know, the and it's kind of just play against Minnesota. They're going to turn the ball over. Um, Cook has fumbled quite a bit. Um, Cousins has fumbled. He's thrown more than enough picks. Uh, And the Giants have a penchant for creating turnovers, too. Like Thibodeau is coming along. He's I think he had his first touchdown in his career last week. Like this is where you see that next level coming from him. Um, I don't think he's Micah Parsons by any stretch, but I think he's the most talented pass rusher from this rookie class. And, you know, this is going to be a big game for them that if they win this, they're pretty much in. So, um, you know, I, I can see, I can see New York turning it up, but Minnesota having enough on the back end to make up for some of that. Yeah. And there's only, um, there's really only three games that are safe from weather. To, I just looked just for the sake of this, that Minnesota game, because it's in a dome, San Fran, because they're playing at home. And then the Dallas game is inside. Every other game, to AB's point, looks like it could be a little dicey. So just keep it in mind, if you are brave enough to venture outside of this castle that we've built for you, then keep in mind <laughs> that there could be some danger on the other side of that moat. And that's all. And we're just trying to make sure we let people know. I think that helps solidify the spend and running back though, because people aren't going to be airing it out when it's got that kind of temperature. So let's yep. keep it on the ground and let's hope for some breakthroughs. Yeah. Yep. Well, and at the flex, like that's where we're going to finish off James cook. Um, you know, it's an outdoor game. It's in Chicago. The weather's going to be a mess. He's getting more and more involved. Um, it seems like they're more willing to risk injury to James Cook than they are Devin Singletary because they're they have sights set on a long playoff run. Um James Cook is a receiver too. I mean I mean think about that. They if they're splitting him out wide, you know, he runs a crossing route or whatever. Like he he has some McCaffrey to his route running ability as a running back. Um you know people see James Cook and they think like the shiftiness and the uh, contact balance and everything like reminds them of Kamara. That was the big like comp coming out of college. Um, but I think the route running is more on the McCaffrey side than it is the Kamara side. Um, so um, James cook, I like quite a bit here. I think, um, you know, he's touching the ball 10 to 15 times a game now. Um, yep. yep. And you know, it's, he got into the end zone late in the, the uh, first half last week. The last two weeks, like, you know, he's down a little bit, eight target or eight total touches or three targets, five rushing attempts, um, five touches the previous week, but 20, um, seven, 12, like he's, he's going to touch the ball 10 times this game, especially against a Chicago defense that just bleeds against the run too. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. We don't want to get Josh Allen hurt. Um, they don't seem to care. and. Yeah, we didn't get very far betting against the Bears last week, but I'll tell you what, we'll do it again because we know that team stinks. Equal opportunity, Gibby, your team stinks, Rick's team stinks too. Those are trash teams, and 
let's go back to the well. He, his his usage has been there's no correlation there. I went back to look. Like I think he's just coming into this role, like you said, late in the season. Yeah, but he's a pass catcher, and those guys tend to catch a pass and break one off. And he's so cheap, like it lets us do what we need to do elsewhere. So exactly um, fifty three hundred dollars, and I bet his ownership is going to be pretty low. Trust uh, the process. That's all. You know, there's one other guy that I just wanted to, to touch on quickly here, and that's uh, he's trending upwards in the last two weeks significantly. That's Jarek McKinnon with mm. Kansas City. So if you look at his numbers in the last two weeks, I mean, hit very uneventful start to the first 14 games or so of the season. Yeah. But now he's got the past two weeks, 250 all-purpose yards, four touchdowns. He's being targeted eight or nine times a game. I see it as more situational, and it's tough to ride a guy that's had two you know, monumental weeks like that on the third week in a row. So before I wanted to, you know, pin him as a pick of the week or, you know, put him on a lineup, even let's see one more week against, you know, it's a, <clears throat> excuse me, a bad defense again. Um, but, you know, I think that's why we didn't get him in there. Yeah. Also, yeah. The price point at 7,300, like you, we could have come down from Saquon or even Derek Henry and, and moved that money elsewhere. There just weren't a lot of guys when we were looking at like, the $6,500 range that we felt really confident about. Um, so I think that's why McKinnon's not in there, but to your point, Alex, like I watched the end of that game, that fourth quarter or the overtime rather. And like, Oh God, why didn't Alex start uh, McKinnon? We're not going there. <laughs> He's staring through me right now. <laughs> staring through the screen. Um, uh... So there's three games on Sunday. They're all not very interesting. We we covered that a little bit, but we will have um, a tournament uh, set up for that. So um, please feel free to join us there. We'd we'd love to have you. Uh, any parting shots? <laughs> wow, is um, orders here. <laughs> Lupica. Wow, you went Lupica. You went full Lupica on us. Um, are we that? That's not our speed. I think those no, it's guys. Not. It's Bob not. Ryan. Bob Ryan moves slower than a sloth, and his <laughs> thoughts. His thoughts are even slower. So there's just no way we can match that. But no, I think we'll save. And it's the holiday season. Um, let's save those shots for obviously like behind closed doors where people can't see them because um, that's yep. the American way. <laughs> Classic holidays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so have fun. America's best friend, Alex, anything that you wanted to end with? No, this is just a recovery week for me. We'll have our, uh, you know, cathartic session maybe next week once I'm moving okay. on. But appreciate rich. the chance to recover here. Oh, once yeah. One spike million dollars on the yeah. spike. Yeah. <laughs> Who's laughing then? Not anybody in this room. <laughs> um, so to finish off um, the the family week, We've changed the outro music. Hang on for another 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, you will get to hear Jingle Bells by uh, Ada Gibson. Um, as Dubs, we... don't you dare turn the podcast <laughs> off until it is complete. Don't you dare. We'll be able to see that. Oh, I, I can get the analytics. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> New Hampshire. Um, so anyway, um, everyone, thank you so much for joining this week. Uh, we, we had a blast. And... Hope to win you guys a million dollars and we'll split it evenly. Um, so yeah, amongst take- ourselves. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Christmas, boys. Good to see you. Happy holidays.